Well, I guess February 25th, uh, we know what's going to be happening in the Watkins household. Yeah, we're going to be watching uh, the the new new version of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Rick's back. Michonne is back. I've been. I read a couple of early reviews. It's getting kind of mixed reviews. Uh, one person uh, said that it has a lot of potential, uh, but they've got to pick up the pace. Another have said that uh, it it reminisces of the old original. I I, I didn't like where Walking Dead. I know people don't like me talking about it because it's such a silly topic but i i loved it it was an it was such a popular show when it came out and my young kids were at that age where they really got into it and i got into it and uh even my wife ended up because it was kind of like a soap opera really anyway so it's coming back and uh, rick grimes who's been off the season since the first group of people uh, he's back, and uh, I don't want to say anything else because I haven't seen anything else, but I'm looking forward to it. And I just love the whole uh, approach th- that they took because it really is a metaphoric. It's so metaphoric on so many levels, and it was before COVID. So when COVID came out and there was that period in early 20, 2020 when we were all locked down, I thought about that movie a little bit and how eerily similar it was you know, going out and not seeing cars. There was a few days there where we went out and did some shopping and man, there was nobody on the street. And that was creepy. Creepy that, that, uh, that society could just shut down like that. You know, the consensus is in the country right now is that if we don't push back against the, the surveillance state, then we, We'll lose our, our freedom. We might think we, we have some freedoms, but we'll lose a lot of them because it, uh, you'll just be, say the wrong thing. You could lose your job, uh, give the wrong look, use the wrong pronoun. It's kind of creepy. You know, you've got these groups that were at one point, you know, you want to talk about oppressor oppressed. I would say right now, one of the most oppressive organizations in America is the LGBTQ plus organization. GLAD and all those. I mean, they used to be organizations that fought for uh, uh, or against, uh, sort of like the ACLU, only they represented people who were gay. Now it's become this juggernaut billion-dollar organization that seeks to inflict its policies on educational boards, school boards, curricula, uh, they've infiltrated elementary school. You know, that's why you got the pride flag up in every classroom now is because LGBTQ wants to be there. And it, it didn't start out that way. Now it's it's very aggressive, militaristic. I don't like it. Uh, so anyway, but we uh, <laughs> continue to hear about uh, Taylor Swift, uh, LA's iconic Sunset Sound recording studio nearby a homeless encampment. I think I know where that is. It's not far from the Cinerama Dome on Sunset Boulevard. Anyway, so Taylor Swift says she's not going to go there anymore. She's not going to the recording studio where she makes her songs because there's too many homeless people. And she gets accosted by, by vagrants. There was a tragedy out of Berkeley yesterday where the, the son of one of the co-founders of YouTube probably one of the wealthiest women in Silicon Valley. And I don't recall her name, but her son died of a drug overdose. They're not saying whether or not it was fentanyl, but 
wink, wink, nod, nod. And I bring up those two stories because I uh, had two years ago warned people who lived up in the Hollywood Hills, and I warned people who, uh, you know, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, I warned them. I said, you don't know this, but when society starts disintegrating, those people are going to affect you. And it's one of the darkest chapters of our life in the sense that this fentanyl pandemic, which I call it a pandemic, uh, because we're, we're allowing it to fester, we're allowing it, there should be a task force on this for no other reason, for humanitarian reasons, because we'd be protecting our people. Americans need to realize that we are infecting our own citizens by allowing the border to be open and by allowing the mass influx of immigrants. Because we know that China is flooding the United States. It's, it's like somebody must bring that up at a cocktail party. I would think that in, in Washington, D.C., somebody has the wherewithal to say, you know, is there a connection between China infiltrating the southern border and the rise in fentanyl? So this would presuppose that the Chinese government are likely cooperating with or working in tangent with the drug cartels, and I think there's five or six of them, that run the entire state of Mexico. So now, strange bedfellows, you got the communists working with the Mexicans, flooding the United States with a deadly and highly addictive drug. And now they're going after the Native Americans. How nice of them, right? How nice of these people to inflict their, their madness and their death upon the unsuspecting uh, American citizen. I wanted to get to this, so I predict in the next 24 to 48 hours, once Nikki Haley realizes that she was badly defeated in South Carolina, I believe that she's going to tip her hat and she's going to endorse Donald Trump. That's my prediction of the week. The reason I say that is because her campaign manager said just that on, on uh, was it Newsmax or Fox Business? Check out Ralph Norman uh, when he was asked, and I believe it was Newsmax. The polls look this way or that way. Polls change. An hour in politics is a lifetime. So uh, she's in it for the for the distance, and I'm just excited about her prospect. Yeah. Let's say Donald Trump is the nominee, and we've got a ways to go. Would you throw your support behind the former president? Absolutely. I mean, anybody would support. I mean, this administration, the Biden administration is, is wrecking this country. So uh, and Nikki has said she would support Donald Trump. And I hope Donald uh, Trump will support Nikki wholeheartedly. Look, we've got a country to save. It's not about politics. It's not about Democrat, Republican. It's about saving this country. Eric Early is going to be on. Uh, he's running against Adam Schiff and he'll be on later on this week. And we're going to ask him, he's in Los Angeles. He is an attorney. He sees what's there on the ground and how this massive influx is affecting, uh, um, you know, what's happening in the state of California. And I, I believe that Nikki Haley has to realize that this, is, this isn't about Trump. This is about what Trump's people want. This is a fight between the population the general population, and the deep state, and the establishment, and the globalists, and the WEF. This is where the stake is drawn. This is where the line is drawn, and she doesn't see it. 
I listen to the way that she speaks when she's talking to people. I, I, li- I look at some of the accusations that she makes about Trump being crazy and wild, as if giving no knowledge to the fact that it's the media and the deep state that's trying to take... I mean, it's so clear to me that the deep state hates Trump. He is a threat to their their version of democracy. And, and she would... I mean, the guy gave her a great gig, ambassador, and he treated her with respect. And I just think it's, it's uh, maybe she believes that she can be a more effective leader, but I think she's more of the same. Every position that she has is a soft position, not a hard position. She actually will continue to fund the war in Ukraine. She won't try to seek peace or a negotiation of, of peace. Uh, she'll continue to allow for this idea that there should be a national right to an abortion instead of letting the states decide, which is something I think that's crucial to our republic. Uh, And there are other issues, gun rights issues. We don't know quite where she stands. I don't hear her saying much about where she stands on the Second Amendment, but it's important. And we also don't really quite understand her position on climate and uh, the regulation of energy. And does she believe that we are we are making the world unsafe because we're using fossil fuels. I'm not sure I've heard her actually answer that. And I'm not sure I've had anybody actually ask her the question, where do you stand on climate change? Are you going to continue to throttle uh, American product energy production like this current president? Um, And then of course, you know, always back to the border. What's her position on the border? Uh, Does she believe in building that border wall? This is what Gordon Chang said just a few days ago about the other danger of the U.S. border that nobody's talking about. Across that border, we are seeing Chinese soldiers come across. And really what we're talking about is China putting together the infrastructure in the U.S. to attack the U.S. So clearly we've got to secure that border or we're going to be fighting on our own soil. Perhaps thousands of soldiers, Chinese soldiers in our country taking target practice practicing to kill Americans. You know, in San Francisco, I believe it was the city council, they they voted to allow a non-U.S. citizen, that means somebody who's here but doesn't maybe has a green card or has a right to be here for a little while, but not a recognized citizen from Hong Kong. I think her name is Wong. Wong from Hong Kong. And, uh, and she is now a member of the city council of the San, San Francisco city council. Uh, now, uh, you know, I don't know what her political position is, but I would always be suspect when you have somebody from a country that is controlled by, you know, the Chinese Communist Party. So keep your eye on that one. We'll leave it there. Back again tomorrow. Be safe. Stay informed. Don't forget to join me online. JimWatkins1.com. We're putting up new articles And join us right here 24 hours from now on crntalk.com.